Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master along with uh, Corey Johnson right here on Bloomberg Radio. Do you ever think about going to medical school? Uh, no, I get a little queasy just thinking about this, uh, the color blood. Just ketchup makes me nervous. <laughs> um, well, I did at one point. I'm fragile. I did at one point before going uh, into journalism. But anyway, uh, we've got an interesting trend for those students who are heading to medical school. And stick around because this is a fascinating story and we'll tell you all about what's happening. This is kind of timely considering it's just one month, uh, one day, I should say, before the jobs report. Let's uh, get to your top business stories, though. Once again, let's bring in Charlie Pellet. All right. I thank you very much, Carol Master. I want to begin with a key development out of Illinois. The House vote there to override the governor's veto of budget bills delayed today after the Capitol was placed on lockdown. The lockdown announced on a loudspeaker in the Capitol building. Representative Emmanuel Chris Welch tweeting out that hazmat team and fire trucks are at the Capitol. Emergency crews are at the Capitol. No one allowed in or out of the building, according to the Chicago Tribune. Stocks lower the hawkish tone from developed nation central banks continuing to royal financial markets. U.S. stocks dropping the most since May. S&P down 22 to 2409 a drop there of nine-tenths of one percent. The Dow down 158 points, a drop of seven-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 61, a drop there of one percent. UK Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn will be meeting with the European Union's chief Brexit negotiator, Michel Barnier, next week as he stands ready for a snap election that could make him prime minister. Corbyn spoke about the meeting with Bloomberg Television and Radio today in our London bureau. Listen, we did uh, very well in the election. We didn't win the majority of seats, but we've put on a very large number of votes. We've put forward a credible economic alternative to this government, and this government doesn't have a majority, has done a very strange deal with the Democratic Unionist Party, and doesn't look to me to be very stable. Gold uh, higher today by two-tenths of one percent. Crude oil up four-tenths of one percent to 45.32 a barrel. Again, recapping equities lower. S&P down 22, a drop there of nine-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. All right, everybody, interesting trend underway from students who have gone to medical school. Where they end up may come as a bit of a surprise. With that story, our own Ann Mastu, reporter at Bloomberg News, co-host of the Bloomberg Bay State Business Hour from our Bloomberg 106-1 studio in Boston. And I am so curious about this story. Good to have you here with Corey and me. Tell us what's going on. Thanks so much, Carolyn Corey. Well, as you know, I do a lot of reporting on biotech companies in Boston. And I've been noticing in the last couple of years a lot of CEOs, especially young CEOs, who've gone straight from medical school into business. They're starting healthcare companies, they're running hedge funds, they're consulting. And I decided to look into whether there was some data on this because I personally was surprised to be meeting more and more of these people because I assume that when I know somebody who goes to medical school, that person becomes a practicing doctor. And, you know, everyone that who goes to medical to school. That sense, right? You go to yeah, doctor school, right? become a doctor. Exactly. And I didn't realize that it's really becoming more and more common for people to say, you know, to heck with the hospital clinical life. I want to start a business or I want to go into a business. 
It's it's interesting too in the world of biotech here. I mean, that's you know, I've I've friends who are CEOs of biotech companies, and they are uh, many of them doctors themselves, uh, and it just gives them a, a, a better understanding of how the drugs themselves are going to work. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that it's a bad thing. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just it depends on who you ask because most of these people are going into healthcare. They're finding ways to improve our healthcare system in some way, and and then. A lot of them are saying, like, practicing medicine isn't a great deal for doctors anymore. It doesn't necessarily make you wealthy. It doesn't promise a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. And for various reasons, it's more appealing to go into business. But there is this doctor shortage in the United States that's that's only going to get worse. Well, Go, go ahead. No, go, go ahead, Corey. Well, that's a problem, the fact that there are so few. There aren't enough doctors. And, and, and that, well, I've read somewhere like 20% of them are over the age of 60. Yes. Well, right, just, and and the baby boomers are going to make this a really big struggle. I have a niece, Rayanne, who's in who's uh, in medical school, and it's funny because she initially got uh, a degree in biomedical engineering, and I'm like, you know, one of the places you could go is like go out to Silicon Valley venture capital because, you know, they're looking at companies certainly in science, biotech, and so on and so forth. But it's good to have somebody who understands how these companies work, what they're doing, and then think about the investment potential. And I I know she plans to be a doctor, but I am curious, you know, that melding of people who have these expertise and you think about uh, the investment world or even the corporate world, you know, having people running these companies with that expertise, the importance of it. Yeah, that's exactly right, Carol. Do you know what she wants to do? Because there are only certain fields where people are really enthusiastic about going. I think she's really interested in genetics uh, and the genome. So we'll see what she does with it. And I think about that's certainly a field, right? Uh, And you know up there in Boston where people are looking at that and being able to kind of pick through uh, the genome in terms of maybe taking out, you know, the genes that are going to be something that uh, ultimately leads to a disease or so on and so forth. So I, I I do think that's a fascinating world that's out there and a lot of attention, investment money, too, going into that. That's right. She still could go into many different areas. And there's there's a company called Merritt Hawkins, which is a huge recruitment firm for doctors, and they team up with the Physicians Foundation every year to research how doctors are feeling about being doctors, essentially. And in their latest study at the very end of 2016, 13.5% of United States physicians were planning to seek a non-clinical job in the next three years. So even if they go from medical school into practicing medical medicine, in a hospital or clinic, a lot of doctors are still rethinking their career later in life and thinking about leaving. And again, they're staying near healthcare, but they tend to say they're done practicing. And it's it's just really interesting. They want to get yeah. rich. Was, yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry, that sounds crass. <laughs> it does. It's not always about greed, really. A lot of these people are okay, saying good. they want, they just want to find a way to impact patients on a larger scale. Well, no one cops to greed. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> even, even no one does. Even if bankers don't cop to greed. But there's something about. Getting, I mean, look, my mother always told me I should marry a doctor or a lawyer. Well, they're practical people to be married to, right? I mean, I didn't, I didn't find a med student in, in a lot of effort. I never was able to find a med student who said, I'm going to med school and there's no way I'm going to become a doctor. I'm going straight into private equity. 
They all said, <laughs> I'm going to med school and I want to look at my options. And I did find this one guy, Matthew Alcatus, who was a great example of somebody with great bedside manner, but who said, I really want to go work for McKinsey. So he's taking two years mm. to go work at McKinsey, global management consulting, and then he's going to go back and finish med school. And then he says he's going to get his residency and he's going to do his residency and then go into practice. So we'll see, you know, but the, a lot of them are kind of finding themselves in this business world and this med school world. There's a lot of MD, MBA programs now more than ever. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. There were 74 MDA, MBA programs in the U.S. Huh. this past year. That's up from 70 in 2014. And so. you're the best. And Mastu. She's a reporter at Bloomberg News, and she's also on the Bay State Business Hour. It's coming up in just a few minutes, everybody, on Bloomberg 1061 in Boston. This is Bloomberg Radio. This is Nathan Hager, who's also the best. Aww. National news uh, anchor. <laughs> we in, love um, our our 991 studios in DC. Yeah, oh, thank Nathan. you guys. You're welcome. Well, we're uh, you're an Ann Mostu company. That's good company. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Thanks so much. Tensions in Hamburg, Germany. We continue to follow those ahead of the two-day G20 summit that begins tomorrow in Germany's second largest city. Police fired water cannons and pepper spray at bottle-throwing masked protesters and stopped a huge march. They intend to, at the very least, smash store windows and light cars afire. But the Interior Minister, Thomas Desir, said that about 8,000 of these protesters that the Bundesnachrichtendienst, the German intelligence service, has been tracking are intent on committing violent acts here. Bloomberg's Matt Miller in Hamburg. Now, inside the summit, President Trump met one-on-one with host leader, Angela Merkel, the German government says the president and the chancellor discussed North Korea, the Middle East, Ukraine. Unlike their first encounter at the White House, the two did shake hands for the cameras. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says North Korea's launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile doesn't necessarily bring the U.S. closer to war with Pyongyang. Mattis says U.S. self-restraint has prevented open conflict. Heather Nauert with the State Department says there's more the rest of the world can do. China has unique leverage with North Korea because of that strong uh, trade uh, relationship that they do have and also borders and so forth. So we continue to put pressure on China. We expect and ask them to do more, and we'll continue to do that. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. In Washington, I'm Nathan Hager. This is Bloomberg.